Hello and welcome to Radical Embodiment. This is Emily Wishall. I am your host. I am a certified rolfer. I am an embodiment coach and I am the author of the book Radical Embodiment, a practical guide to celebrating the skin you're in. And this is my podcast. We are here in season three. We will have 12 episodes coming out every single Monday. And the way that this season will work is I'm kind of doing a back and forth, meaning the first episode is me in a solo episode, and then the next week is an interview. So basically every other week, one, you'll get me diving into a specific topic, and then the following week, I will be interviewing somebody in the embodiment, in the personal growth world. My intention, my focus with my work with this podcast is really to support in shifting the narrative that a woman's worth or her enoughness is tied into her weight or her physical appearance. And I believe the pathway to shift that, to shift the societal, cultural conditioning that most of us have been accustomed to is through the pathway of embodiment, is through the pathway of being in our body. And so my offering with this podcast is tips, suggestions, practices from guests of mine, stories from guests of mine, my own stories, personal accounts to help support you in your own radically embodied journey. If you're curious to find out more about my work, you can go to radicalembodiment.com. I offer private one-on-one coaching for women who are interested in releasing body shame, who feel insecure, ashamed in their body, who are ready to stop the body hate for good and ready to truly learn to celebrate the skin they're in. So you can go to my website or set up a call with me there to find out more. So now let's go to today's episode. I'm happy you're here. Hello and welcome to episode one for season three of Radical Embodiment, the podcast. I'm your host, Emily Wishall, and In today's episode, I'm going to be talking specifically on the term embodiment. Um, So I'll be speaking and sharing on embodiment, on what radical embodiment means to me, and um, go from there with the conversation. Since this podcast, since my work is all titled around radical embodiment, I wanted to spend some time just talking and sharing on it. So I'm going to start with Um, actually sharing several of the definitions that my guests have shared on embodiment. When I have a guest interview on this podcast, the very first question that I ask them is, what does embodiment mean to you? And I like to ask that question because I find that each of us seems to have our own unique twist, spin, Um, way of languaging what embodiment means to us. And I think that's because how we each individually experience our embodiment is uniquely, subtly different. And there is this, seems to be this big overlap as well, Um, meaning there's this kind of unifying undertone um, for everyone's definition that is ultimately, in my perspective, kind of saying the same thing. And I find that embodiment can kind of be this elusive, this kind of superiority thing. And I want to break down the barriers to embodiment. And several of my guests, part of their definition of what embodiment means to them have actually been shared 
as the starter of their definition, the facetious answer of, well, are we ever not embodied? Which is so true, right? If you're listening to this, that means you are in a human body. That means you have a physical body. And I like to just break down the barriers of entry of having this be this somewhat elitist thing or something you work your life for or if you're stressed out and in your mind you're not in your body because you are always in your body. And I think that just gives a little bit more relaxation and kind of softens the grips of any pressure of trying to achieve anything, which embodiment is almost the opposite of trying to achieve anything, right? With embodiment, you're never going to quote unquote get there. There is no end specific goal. It's not a linear process at all. There are layers and yeah. So let's get into what some of my guests have shared. And I'm just going to keep um, just shared generally. So I'm not going to say any specific names. Um, <clears throat> but one of my guests shared that to her, embodiment is being able to live your full, whole self through the physical experience of life. And what she meant by your full, whole self is your energy field, your emotional self, your mental self, and your physical quality. So holding all of that together in the system that is your body and being able to live in an integrated holistic way where you're not just in your mind, you're not just in your body, but all of that is together. All of that gets to communicate together and your body is the anchoring system of that. Another guest shared that embodiment is actually living in the body. So living through our senses. And I so agree. Our senses are such a beautiful, tangible, accessible way to have a more embodied, aware state. So she shared that it's to her, it's everything. Um, she says, most of us walk through this world living in our heads and actually very disconnected from our bodies. Our bodies is where our experiences live. It's where our trauma lives. It's where our wounds live. It's also where our joy lives. It's where everything lives. And she believes that from a very young age, between all the wounding that we have all experienced and also the intensity of it, it causes us to not want to be in our bodies. And so we find ways to get out of our bodies. And one of the ways we do that is by living in our head and overanalyzing and overthinking. So the senses are one of our most accessible, potent ways to come back into our body. And often we can actually be kind of numb to our senses. Um, so, you know, speaking specifically on smell, touch, taste, feel, sight. And so, you know, think of smelling a flower, smelling your coffee in the morning, smelling. I love to, um, I have different um, essential oil blends that I make and have them around my house. And I love to spritz my bed before I go to sleep. And when I lay in bed, I, you know, smelling the lavender, smelling the different oils in there. Think of smelling your foods, smelling a baby, right? And just like bring yourself to a time when you've smelled something, right? Maybe even you can smell something in this moment as you're um, listening 
And you can't smell something and not be in your body. It automatically brings you into a more embodied, aware state. And so this guest shared that the senses are the portal to the body. And I love that. I believe that there are multiple doorways, portals, entry points into becoming more embodied, into coming more into our body. And there's not one way that's best, that's right. I think that there are different accessibility points for any given human on any given day. And there are different entry points that are easier for us to access. And that's when I'm working with my clients, especially initially, I'm always working to help support them in finding what is their easiest doorway, what's their easiest entry point right now into their body. And the senses really are a beautiful portal to bringing yourself into the body. And so when you ask yourself, you know, what do I feel? What do I see? What do I sense? What do I smell? What can I touch? It's such a big part of aliveness, right? It brings you back into your aliveness. It feels enlivening. And this guest also shares that embodiment is also the pathway to presence, which is so true. And you can't be in your body and not be present. I think that personally, I think that the body is the anchor to the present moment. And for all of us, right, by nature of just simply being human, we go in and out of our body all the time. And that's part of the human journey because, you know, if we were to stay in our body 100% of the time, that would feel incredibly intense. But the more we can be in our body, the more alive we can feel, right? And what's better than feeling alive? Okay, another guest shares... Embodiment means a full allowing of my soul or my spirit to be as anchored into my body as it possibly can. She shares that the body is really our tool, our guidance, Um, that being spiritually awake does not involve leaving the body. It actually involves getting into the body. So embodiment to her is allowing the soul and the body to really merge. And another guy sharing again from a little bit more of a simple, um, basic level of, you know, we all get a sense of someone else through our body, right? Um, Like think of even like a dog. You can sense through their body language or, or they sense things of different people through their body and they show it through their posturing. So it's something that a dog or even a child would understand on a visceral level. So embodiment, being embodied, sensing people through our body, it's not something that's happening on a logical level, right? It's just not logical. It's happening viscerally. If you've ever had a moment where I'm imagining you've had times like this where somebody just rubs you the wrong way or you're in a store, you know, just certain people, you don't jive with them. Um, maybe you put it in the language of your just energy doesn't feel attracted to them. And there are other folks when you meet or you connect, you feel so like in sync with. I think that's a good way of even just starting to, you know, ha- to have that tangible sense of that visceral connection of how you sense someone through your body. 
and we were just speaking of the senses, right? And felt sense is a sense. And yes, this isn't physically sensing someone. It's more from an interoception, which is our internal awareness, but you're feeling something viscerally. It's a great way of simply kind of putting into words embodiment. <clears throat> Another guy shared that embodiment to her is how you feel your place in the world and how you feel your comfort with yourself and your own body. So bringing together the external and the internal. So the external world, your physical environment, and your internal world, your internal environment, and how those two worlds interact. And the more that you allow your external and internal worlds to intersect, the more that allows you to embrace and live your life on a daily basis. So to, to kind of summarize that point, that definition of embodiment, she's just defining embodiment as the integration of how you live externally and how you feel internally. Another guest offered that, um, and this goes back into it's not logical, that it's not just something that we're managing in our minds, right? Like, especially if you are in the personal development world, there can be a lot of like mind hacks, and that sort of languaging, that sort of work is you're really managing yourself from your mind. Like, oh, I should put up a boundary here or, oh, I should do this or I always thought that I did that. Um, you know, when you're having discoveries or insights in coaching or therapy or other work that you might be doing. But that's more from a managing, from an intellectual level from your mind. But embodiment is when you can fully drop into yourself and excavate and uncover what it is that you're really feeling, right? So embodiment to her is excavating feelings, excavating what it is you want to say, excavating what your needs are so that you can just be with yourself and navigate internally into spaces that are often not easy to navigate into because for all of us, when we go inwards, when we are in this journey, which I really believe is a courageous choice of inviting in more embodiment, we have to look at some darkness that sits inside of us too, right? It's not all just like mm, pleasure and it feels good and I'm alive and it's juicy. It can be very confronting. It can be deeply uncomfortable. But it's by going into that darkness and whatever else we uncover and feeling it, allowing it, then we can understand it and begin to decode it. So it's an evolving state, she says, but you're sitting in a new way of being. You're not just managing this new insight or discovery through your mind. So that's a very good distinction. Um, another guest, she shares that she has the great fortune of being a moving person, meaning she's moved, been a mover. Um, she's in the movement world all her, her life. And for her, the inclination to move and then knowing that moving is integral to her well-being is tied to her sense of embodiment. So she feels really connected to that urge, meaning when she feels like some agitation, 
um, or it just feels like there's something coming on that's really strong, movement is often the, one of the best ways to process, which is true. So if it's a sensation like a nagging ache, um, she would in that moment feel that and just stretch it, right? So, so for her, embodiment is really being connected to um, sensations, to cues that your body's giving you, you, and ultimately having the ability and capacity in that moment to do something that's going to support it in moving through, which is often movement. Sometimes it might be a specific type of food that you know you're craving, like, oh, wow, my body really needs protein or carbs, or maybe it's like I just need to sit in stillness. But it's not ignoring the cues and sensations of your body. It's inviting them in. And there's a pleasure when you move or when you listen to them right away instead of pushing them down. And that's a skill that all of us can build and a skill that we can all continue to develop and cultivate of how to listen to the signals of our body. The Sometimes what can be seen whispers if they're new to us, um, the nagging aches, the agitation, the like shortness of breath. Sometimes when we are a lot in our mind and just kind of managing and getting through life, it, it can be very easy to ignore these signals. It can be very easy to just push them away. What happens is they never go away. What happens is they only get louder until you're in a really loud pain response um, or something else. And so I really believe and I practice, and it's a practice, right? None of it's perfect. I'm always continuously in the practice of this myself of allowing my body to be more on board in the conversation with what's going to happen in a daily basis in my life and a moment basis. Um, yeah. Okay. So then another guest again answers the question in almost facetious way of, are we ever not embodied? Um, but she kind of has two answers. So that's her first, um, right? Like the simplest answer is embodiment is the realization that this is the only vessel and vehicle you have in this life. Plain and simple. It's true, right? That all of us have this one physical body in this human life. And then she shares a little bit more of a complex um, answer around embodiment, right? And so um, that the highest capacity for embodiment is utilizing her body as a truth teller. So running things through her body, maybe feelings, maybe thoughts, sensations, and utilizing her body and her embodiment practice to help support her in staying in her authenticity. Um, staying in her own awareness of what is real, what is true for her. You know, I think the body is one of the greatest ways to be with this question of, am I in integrity with myself and the world with other people? Am I really listening right now? So this is a great reminder, you know, if I'm just talking about embodiment, None of this is about making your head wrong and what your body thinks right. That's not what this is about. It's just that most of us have been conditioned to override our body, to not listen to our body, and our minds are on autopilot running the show. So it's inviting the body to come on board more. 
And another guest shares, embodiment is your capacity to receive the messages that your body is sending you. So meaning how available are you for whatever messages your body is trying to send? So from a very biological level, um, it would be like in terms of hunger cues or I'm tired or I want to move, something feels tight, similar to what I was sharing about the from the guest before. So you can talk about embodiment from that very biological level. You can also talk about it from an emotional level um, or on the level of the nervous system, dysregulation. You can talk about embodiment from the level of intuition. So again, to summarize, it's your capacity to receive the messages your body's sending you and then be in action about it, right? So actually listening, receiving, and moving into action from those messages. Another guest shared, embodiment is the grounding of your aspirations into the being and the person that you walk around as every day. So embodiment is the truth. You can't fluff embodiment. (laughs) It's really true. You can't really pretend your way through or fake your way through embodiment or just fluff it up to feel better. Embodiment's going to give you what is real, what is present. And so she shares that embodiment's the emanation that comes out of you. And she sees embodiment as the greatest reflector of truth, which I completely agree with. And then I love this definition. This will be the last one that I share from guests specifically. This guest defines embodiment as the combination of presence in your body, the awareness of your body, and the pleasure of aliveness. I think it's a beautiful definition. And so to me, I believe embodiment is our capacity to, in any given moment, make the conscious choice to be in our body, to feel our way through. And again, it feels important to continue to know we're not ever 100% in our body or 100% in our head. But it's inviting our body a little bit more into the conversation. Hey, it's Emily, and I wanted to interrupt this episode to let you know about a free gift that I have called Stop the Body Hate for Good and Celebrate the Skin You're In. So are you trapped in an exhaustive mental loop of feeling unhappy in your body? If so, I see, hear, and feel you. I know what it's like to be stuck in that cycle of body hate. And my beautiful friend, I'm here to tell you, it is time to free yourself for good. It's time to say goodbye to wasting energy on worrying about your physical appearance. It's time to say goodbye to adjusting your clothes and or sucking in your stomach. It's time to say goodbye to any and all effort to try and make yourself look smaller or bigger. It's time to say goodbye to any and all attempts to receive others' approval based on appearances. The only thing these types of incessant, harsh, and judgmental thought loops do is drain you and rob you of your life force. Despite the cultural delusion that a woman's worth is tied to her weight and physical appearance, you have the power to stop the body hate. 
My mission is to change that collective narrative that keeps you stuck in a mental loop of feeling bad about your body and empower you to take complete ownership of you. Learning to be in your body is the key in slowing this train down and coming into a state of love, gentleness, understanding, and complete acceptance, just as you are. So Stop the Body Hate, How to Stop the Mental Loop of Feeling Bad About Your Body will guide you to being fully in your body, bringing your power back within you, will guide you to stop trying to fix any discomfort through external means. It will guide you to halt the vicious thoughts that keep you stuck and will guide you into a state of ease and presence. This free practice includes a guided audio practice, which is a meditation where I take you on a journey, bringing you into your body and slowing down that negative mental thought train. It also includes a step-by-step detailed PDF, which will support you in changing the narrative and catch the unhealthy thought patterns quickly to help you make an empowered choice of how you feel and view your body. It's with deep love that I share this nourishing practice with you, and I hope it serves you well, and I hope you take advantage of it. So if you'd like to take advantage and receive the radical embodiment, the um, how to stop the body hate, go to my website, radicalembodiment.com and you can click the page that says free gift, or you can go directly to radicalembodiment.com forward slash free hyphen gift hyphen page. So it's radicalembodiment.com forward slash free hyphen gift hyphen page. And from that page, you can put in your name and your email, and then the audio and PDF will automatically be sent to your inbox. So I hope that this is a supportive practice for you, and I hope you take advantage of it. Now, back to the episode. So really, to me, I define embodiment as having the ability to drop down and in, utilizing your physical body to anchor into the present moment. It's the integration of your physical and energetic bodies. When I looked up the definition of embodiment, um, it had to embrace or comprise, to incorporate. And so that's very simply put, but especially, you know, going specifically to the definition that I just shared, that's mine, um, the end being the integration of your physical and energetic bodies. So it's incorporating it all together. And so many of the guests shared that, right? It's incorporating these multiple aspects of who we are, but allowing them to incorporate, allowing them to be in line, allowing them to be in communication with each other, to be on a team versus a team that's not communicating together, which is not going to be a well-functioning team, right? And so I just want to really reiterate and emphasize that 
embodiment is accessible to everyone, all of us. I think that the word embodiment has become this trending word. It's become another way that not always, but can be a way to judge ourselves or judge others. On the social media world, there is kind of a lot of pretending of this, oh, I'm so embodied. Excuse me. And it can have a stronghold or a judgment coming up around it of some sort of superiority of, oh, I'm more embodied than you are, or superiority of, you know, I must be inferior because I'm not as embodied as the other. And I just want to like say all that to let some of that go and subside if that's something you've experienced, if that's something you've felt. Because there isn't, you know, if somebody's quote unquote more embodied than you, that's not actually, I don't personally believe, a comparison to you. It's not a, um, when you are in your body, comparison just isn't there. It's just not present. When I first began to experience what it's like to actually be in my body versus just thinking about my body, I was shocked that the I am not enough voice, the who do I think I am, like it wasn't there. And this is a good example of it wasn't that I was managing my mind. I wasn't managing myself to just think I was enough, to think I was powerful. It just didn't exist. The At that time, this was probably six, seven years ago, um, when I was very insecure in my body, when I would, when I'd walk into a room, I was doing tons of networking at the time, tons of group things. And it was very common for me to walk into a room and compare myself to others and see how I didn't stack up or how I maybe, you know, put myself in a superior air. But when I started to learn to come into my body, specifically my pelvic bowl, specifically my womb space, and there's an entire podcast episode on my womb space and on this, if you want to listen. I think it's season one, episode six, I believe, Finding Your Enoughness. I have a chapter on it in my book, Radical Embodiment. But sharing this, uh, I think when you're actually in your body, you just that comparison, that need to one up or one down, it, it just doesn't exist. And it's from a visceral level. And so that's why it's also can be challenging to like, how do you articulate that? It's just a felt sense. And I've had so many clients, it actually is a very common theme with coaching clients of mine who come to work with me, who, you know, they've been told by practitioners in the past, and this isn't wrong, but just drop into your body. Okay, just drop into your body now. And it's it can be kind of triggering for them because they're like, well, I don't know how, right? They know how to drop in their body, and that feels like foreign language to them. And so it starts to feel inaccessible to be in their body. And that's why I always want to just like break down these barriers and find easy access points, right? What is accessible? And that's why I love that just connecting more with your senses, having more of your awareness to the forefront of your senses as a gateway, as a portal to in your body, I think it's beautiful because anybody, wherever they're at in their experience with their body can access that, right? So if you're in a time where you're feeling disdain to your body, you're hating your body, you're not happy with your body, it's maybe not functioning like you want, it's maybe not behaving like you want, 
It's maybe not looking or appearing like you want it. Then you might not want to be in your body. It might feel really challenging. It might feel really confronting. And if that's the case, what I encourage you to do would be to really start with the senses. To start with really when you're eating, bringing yourself into the taste and the multiple dimensions, right, that can be in the foods we eat. To invite yourself into smell, into touch, you know, there's such a beautiful simplicity but depth of just grazing your fingertips on your own skin and how that can support you in slowing down the mind and slowing down trying to manage, of slowing down trying to get anywhere and just bring you into what is, bring you into your body, into this present moment. And so I really feel embodiment and this pathway of embodiment, which is a moment-to-moment pathway. It's not just like, oh, I did this weekend workshop or this year-long training and now I'm embodied. Wow, amazing. No, it's a daily moment-to-moment conscious choice to be in your body. It's one we get to make time and time again. Yes, this it's something that we can begin to, to master. We can increase our capacity. We can kind of build our embodiment muscle. That's very true. And it's it's a continuous choice. And when we're in this embodiment journey and world, allowance is a, is a word that comes, allowance and permission. Because we're really allowing and inviting ourselves to feel what we feel. And just be with that. Instead of trying to, I'm feeling sad, I need to make myself feel better. I need to go do something that's going to make me feel better. Can we just allow without judgment, without making it wrong or needing to fix it, yourself to feel sad? Can you track and trace that sensation through your body? Which will often increase the intensity of the sensation or emotion and it will often allow it to move through you much quicker. Okay, so why should you care about embodiment? Why should you care about being embodied? I really believe that learning how to inhabit your physical body is the key to being able to learn how to love yourself fully and truthfully. I believe being in our body is what leads to a fulfilling life, a feeling fulfilled, a feeling joy, presence, deep love and connection. There's something about embodiment that naturally leads to more vulnerability, which immediately invites in more connection. So if you're someone, especially if you struggle with your relationship with your body, if you've been unhappy with it most of your life, if you've been a chronic dieter, the way to help 
end that cycle, to help shift that cycle of being dissatisfied with your body is actually through the body. It's actually through being in in that space that you've tried so hard to change, to shift. And so my work, my book, my podcast, it's all called Radical Embodiment. And so what does that, what does that mean? So radical, when I looked up the definition of radical, is fundamental. It's um, thoroughgoing or extreme, um, or it's defined, radical is defined as a person who holds or follows strong convictions. And I really believe that and love that. So how I would define radical embodiment to start is a is a radical embodied person is a person who holds or follows strong convictions and has the ability to utilize their physical body to anchor into the present moment, integrating their physical and energetic bodies. So radical embodiment is making the radical choice to no longer accept the societal condition conditioning that one, a woman's worth is tied into her weight and physical appearance. Living a radical, radically embodied life means making a consistent, courageous, intentional choice each and every day to be in our body. Because not only has society, our culture, religions, um, familial upbringings, etc., conditioned us around right that a woman's weight, physical appearance is how she is worthy or enough. But we've also been conditioned to not be in our body, to see our body as bad, to see our body as wrong, to see our body as something that needs to behave or be tamed. And so it's a radical choice to choose to be in our body, to be with what is, to allow and invite in what our body is naturally expressing. So radical embodiment is making the radical choice to no longer accept the societal conditioning of placing the majority of your focus and power on the external world. Instead, it's bringing your focus, your power back to yourself, back to your internal world, intentionally choosing to be in your body. In our typical day-to-day life, we aren't invited into our body. Instead, we're being sold to by marketing and advertising. We're getting lost in social media and emails and messaging. We're getting lost in the scroll of comparison and lack. So living a radically embodied life means choosing you, prioritizing on a daily basis, some sort of consistent embodiment practice that helps you drop underneath the surface into what's truly present. Connecting on a daily basis, so having some sort of practice that helps you to connect with how you actually feel and what you truly need. And so my mission with Radical Embodiment, with this podcast, with my offerings, is really I hope to help support in shifting the narrative that a woman's worth 
is tied into her weight and physical appearance. And the more each of us can make the choice to be radically embodied, the more we get to shift that narrative. We get to throw it out the window. We get to be in this vessel. We get to listen to what this vessel needs and wants and desires. Not what we're we're being told it should want. Not what we're being told it should look like. Not what we're being told of how it should behave or be managed. So I invite you to, I hope (laughs) that that you're, my invitation, but is that hopefully you feel inspired to take some sort of action to choose yourself and choose your body more. If you don't already have some sort of embodiment practice, if this is all new to you, all of season one, um, pretty much every episode, not all, but most episodes, I shared and offered some sort of practice near the end. So that would be a good, free, accessible resource for you to go to start to begin trying on, trying out some new embodiment practices. And I would encourage you if you do that to really go with like try out several. See how they feel for you. Begin to invite your body on board more to like how does this feel right now? Did this feel juicy? Did this feel supportive, right? May or may not be the right practice at that moment, at this point in time in your life for you. So I think it's important to try out different practices. Um, Try out different ways, entry points of being in your body. Maybe you just commit for today. Maybe you just commit for the next seven days to really be in sensation, to really connect with your senses as the pathway to connecting to your aliveness and embodiment. So there's so many different doors and entry points, but I hope that you choose something and try out something and do so with gentleness, so much gentleness for yourself and with curiosity. Um, As I mentioned earlier on, there is no like end goal of embodiment. We're not doing this to get somewhere. Because when we start to operate from that sort of level of, okay, I'm just going to be with my sadness so it can pass through. <laughs> I mean, that immediately, like that's all managing in my head and it's, it's, we're very attached to what's going to happen and it's, um, it's kind of the opposite, right? Of just choosing to be with it, to be with yourself. Um, so I hope that this was helpful, supportive, enjoyable. Um, it felt important to me to just bring together all the definitions that have been shared so far on this podcast of embodiment and to speak a little bit more myself explicitly on what embodiment means to me and on what radical embodiment means um, to have as just a base um, that we can continue to expand upon. All right. I hope you have a beautiful day and go and make the courageous choice to be more radically embodied. Take care. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast to Radical Embodiment. That will keep you up to date and in the loop for when new episodes drop. 
And also please, you know, download. If you listen on Apple, please leave a review of the podcast. That is what helps people find this podcast as well as get guests who you might be more familiar with. So please do the like, subscribe, all of that, and share with your friends and family. The way that Radical Embodiment is growing right now is really, truly from woman to woman sharing with each other. And so if you have a friend, loved one who would resonate and enjoy the message, then please share with them. And if you are someone, if you are a woman who is currently struggling with your relationship with your body, meaning you are constantly preoccupied with thoughts of your physical appearance, with thoughts around your weight, obsessing over food, and you're ready to stop that cycle, that you don't have to live your life in the whole cycle, that your worth, your enoughness is tied into your weight, then I invite you to take me up on this free offering I have, which is to book a free, it's a complimentary embracing radical embodiment call. This is a one-on-one call with me and in the call we'll get clear and give you at least one specific takeaway that will support you into being able to experience and embrace more acceptance, more love for your body. So to book this Embracing Radical Embodiment call, you can go to the show notes and you'll see a link at the bottom. You can also visit my website at radicalembodiment.com and at the bottom of the homepage, you'll see where it says work with Emily one-on-one. If you click that, that'll take you directly to the link um, to my calendar. And if you have any trouble finding that link, you can just reach out to me on there. So I hope you take me up on this free Embracing Radical Embodiment call if you are really ready to just shift the story of being dissatisfied with your body and really decide and choose the path of radical embodiment, the path of being in your body, of living in your body. Of course, if we decide it's a mutual fit on that call, I will let you know what it's like to work with me one-on-one privately longer term, but it's important for me you know, to say now there's zero pressure in that call. That's not the way I operate. Also, if it doesn't feel like a fit, I won't invite you to work with me. So, and you will walk away from that call if that's all you do with some clarity that will hopefully propel you in some action that's coming from an empowered place, a place that's going to bring you into some more body love. So book your Embracing Radical Embodiment call. And again, thanks for tuning into the episode and I will see you. I guess you'll hear me on the next episode. Take care.